On the line with us right now is Haverhill mayoral candidate Colin LePage. And uh, Colin, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Wim. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, we've been uh, you know talking with all the uh, mayoral candidates. The preliminary election coming up on Tuesday, and uh, just give you the the open ended question: What is it that you'd like people to know? Uh, what you're all about? Your your uh, race for the mayor's seat. The opportunity win. So, hopefully, as folks know, I've been a city councilor for the past 12 years. Uh, I moved here with my family 24 years ago. I'd never heard of Havel when I did come here. It was my first day here and I bought my house. Uh, as everyone else here knows, all the wonderful opportunities that are in Havel. Uh, they were building four new schools at the time. This is in 1997. Um, I found out that there's a ski hill, there's a castle, there's golf courses, there's all this open space, there's all this improvements going on, and so I came here. Um, a few years later, though, I found out that there were some other issues that weren't told to me when I first came here, and I, and I love Haverhill, but we had an issue such as the hail debt um, that came up, and it's been a problem that we've had for the past 20 years. We also had an issue with the high school accreditation and what would happen with that, and, you know, through the last few years, we've had an issue with the hunking school and, and some other things that come forward. But in my time that when I came here, uh, wanting to help out in any way I could, I volunteered as a member of Riverside Bradford Baseball for 15 years. I was a president for five years of those at that time. And through that, uh, joining up with Team Haverhill and, and doing other volunteer opportunities, uh, I found out one thing that we were missing was curbside recycling in the city. So myself and others of the team Haverhill came forward and uh, for two years advocated that we should have curbside recycling in the city and that it would also save money. And it's shown that it's done that. It saved over $2 million last time I, I counted up the money. So what I'm looking to do is, from what I've done in the city council, and I've kind of been known uh, to look at the budget quite, quite thoroughly and found that there's been some things that have been missing as far as what taxpayers pay for and as far as the services that they could receive now uh, some of those areas as a matter of fact one of the uh, one of the stories that we have today is about the uh, Charles Benevento who is uh, going to be retiring but uh, uh, is the uh, city finance director so tell us about uh, some of the things that that you uh, notice because I, I know that some have been in the news that we've had over the the past few months and they actually they've been in for the last few years. Uh, so I have worked with Chuck, and this actually was a story um, where Chuck was asked about my going in and visiting him quite often and, and pestering him sometimes. But over the years, uh, and I could just say recently, as far as money that wasn't shown was the first, re most recently was the $300,000 building permit fee for the hunting school. So the administration added $300,000 onto the total bill for the hunting school that the taxpayers will have to pay uh, on that. There was no additional uh, benefit to the citizens other than they now have to pay an extra $300,000 over 20 years to pay for that building permit fee. And the, the odd thing with that building permit fee is the city had never billed itself for any other permits for any other buildings that it had done. It had recently had done the police garage. There was no fee for that. We had had to repair uh, the library at the Constantino School because of a, of a flooding issue. 
on the roof and stuff like that. There was no permit fees. So throughout the history, I couldn't find any other permit fees that were ever applied to the city other than the 300000 that was applied to the hunting school. So that money that the city paid itself, where did that go? Uh, it basically went, it was a fee that was charged, so the construction company paid a fee to the city. It went to the general fund, and then with the general fund, there's no, it can be allocated to anything. Or, in most cases, it just is set off and gets to the what they call the rainy day fund or the stabilization fund. It wasn't allocated towards anything other than you could say, we have millions of dollars that go into the general fund, and then we portion out uh, portions of that money towards different things, the police department, schools, fire, city services, paving, and such like that. But it wasn't wasn't determined to go to any one particular thing. So now you've, uh, I remember other stories too that you found uh, other areas that uh, that you uh, have found some some money that um, perhaps you didn't expect. Well, so so just going back uh, recently, so last year um, we had a development. We we built or we had a private public partnership where the Havel Heights was built, and it seemed for two years we didn't collect the mortgage on that. So that was $225,000 that, that wasn't going into the, to the coffers, uh, a city property that was sold. Uh, last year, we also discussed the replacement of two 33-year-old fire trucks. Uh, we were told by the administration we could only replace one. And we, myself and the majority of the council didn't feel that that was uh, accurate and that we could replace two, that we shouldn't take and say we can only do one out of two and one neighborhood will still have another 33-year-old fire truck. So... Again, without any increase to taxes, it was just something that wasn't put into uh, what we could do for bonding. So, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that we were able to convince the mayor to replace those two fire trucks last year. And, and prior to that, uh, a few years ago, I found $600,000 in an account that, that no one seemed to really understand where that money was. It was just accumulating, and it was basically what I was told at the time is, thought that we would have to pay the state this money back, um, but that was found not to be true, and we were able to take the $600,000, and that went into the general fund. So over the last few years, I've found over $2 million that just hasn't been properly allocated to be used to provide services to the taxpayers. Well, that, that's better than uh, going to mymoney.com, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we're, we're trying, and, and what I'm trying to say is in that role where the city council's role is to approve a budget that's submitted to us, and as folks know, we really can't add to it other than through negotiation with the administration to add things and say we think there is uh, deficiencies of providing services. Let's, we have this funds. We have never as a council increased the taxes from what was budgeted. They've always been found in, in other accounts. We've never said, oh, well, it's increased what the property taxes are or anything that that has never happened these are these are funds that have been in other allocations or in other accounts that we've been able to say we can better utilize them than just having them sit there now the uh, the mayor also sits on the uh, school committee and uh, your thoughts on education well so the same thing with education so it's a very important role um my involvement in education started, I will say, in 2015. 
I was made aware that we only had one health teacher for our four middle schools, and we had been under that situation for over 10 years. So, frankly, uh, kids were not getting a, a full health education uh, for, for over 10 years in our public school system because of the cuts that were made prior. They had a goal that they wanted to reinstitute that, that program. I, in another budget cycle, had found $100,000 that could be used and said should be allocated to do this. Um, and through that, what happened was it eventually was allocated, and then the following year, they hired two more health teachers. So now we have four middle school health teachers for our four middle schools. So, um, and with that, uh, if you're not aware, I have been since 2000, the fall of 2015, I've been visiting schools, other than unfortunately this past year due to the pandemic, been going to the middle schools and to the high school, uh, talking to kids about their uh, mental health and their physical health and Basically, I'll say the perils of drugs and, and addiction and such. Well, that's uh, that's a good thing that that the uh, the kids hear that story and uh, hopefully they they take it to heart. All right, well, um, preliminary election coming up on Tuesday, and and what do you have on tap between now and then? Uh, hopefully, getting everyone to vote. I mean, there's uh, unfortunately we have a very solemn occasion tomorrow. Uh, the remembrance of what happened 20 years ago uh, with 9-11. Um, and then Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday is the actual election. Folks could actually vote today. Today's the final early day of voting from uh, 8 to 4 at City Hall. And then on Tuesday they can vote in their uh, normal polling locations. All right. Well, uh, Colin, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, if we're winding up on our time, I'd just like to humbly ask for um, the voters' consideration. Hopefully they have known me for the past 12 years. If not, please go to my website, lepageformayor.com. Uh, you can also like and follow me on Facebook. And, again, I, I hope uh, they will consider me in their selection on next Tuesday, uh, September 14th. All right. Well, thank you very much, and good luck with the uh, preliminary election. All right. Thank you, Wayne. All right, you you are uh, welcome, and thank you. Uh, that's uh, Colin LePage, uh, mayor uh, candidate, mayoral candidate in Haverhill, and uh, running in the preliminary election coming up on Tuesday. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM, WHAV. That's the wave, W-H-A-V.